You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The 33rd team has Drake May going to the Commanders at number two in their mock they put out today. Kuiper yesterday at Jaden Daniels to the team, second overall. We'll get into those things coming up at 525. Welcome back, Grant and Danny on the fan. Caller number 10 at 800-636-1067. Congrats. You're winning two tickets to 1067, the fan versus Team 980 live Friday, February 2nd. We're at Bethesda Theater, your favorite shows together for one night off air on stage and uncensored. Tickets are on sale now for tickets and more event information. Go to thefandc.com slash events. Presented by Main Street Bank to your local bank. Local. Uh, let's welcome onto the show our buddy John Oren. We wanted to talk about sports and media and business, and there's nobody we'd rather do that with than John. Uh, because there's a lot going on right now. You can follow him on Twitter at Oren underscore Puck. He is the correspondent for Puck News. So, John, uh, let's just start with the news of the day, which is pretty massive. And that is that Netflix struck this crazy big deal. I'm sure you know the terms. Uh, with the WWE to have Monday Night Raw live starting in 2025 next year. Which I'm not a big wrestling guy. I'll watch the Rumble or whatever. I'll go to an event if it's in the area. They're fun. But to me, this feels like the beginning of live sports on Netflix. And for that reason, this feels massive. Am I on to something? Yeah. Uh, it, it's, hard to, it's hard to make a, a big pronouncement about this. Um, I, I'm viewing it more of Netflix is really testing live sports. I know, you know, a $5 billion deal, it's hard to call that a test. You know, I mean, that's a, a pretty expensive test. But for these deep, deep-pocketed, digital companies like Netflix, like Apple, like Amazon. I think what, what, what Netflix wants to do is get something like, like the WWE. It's, it's live, but it's scripted live. So it's, it's somewhat easy to, uh, to produce and, and, and know how to uh, get out there. Make sure that you, you can make some money off of advertising from it. Make sure that there are no technical hiccups with it. And then possibly, you know, uh, get, get into the, uh, the mix for some of these other live rights. So what makes this such a big deal though, is that Amazon has already done it. So we're already going to streaming for Thursday night football. Uh, Apple has already done it. If you want to see DC United, you have to go to, to, to watch them uh, on, on Apple. Uh, this is the first time that Netflix uh, has, uh, has stepped in with a, with um, a, a 
significant rights deal. And so what you just heard is a huge sigh of relief from all of the leagues that, that are just praying that Netflix and Google and Apple start to step up in a big way because the migration from the, the cable bundle to, uh, to digital streaming it's, it's uh, certainly happening, and this is going to make it speed up a little faster, I would think. Yeah, limit on my next question there, John. What does it mean for cable? Um, look, I, I still think cable is okay. I, th- I still think TV is okay. Look, if you want to watch the NFL, you're going to have to have a cable subscription through 2031. Uh, the, the NHL, the Stanley Cup finals, uh, the, uh, the playoffs, they're all going to be on terrestrial uh, – when I say terrestrial television, traditional television. Uh, the NBA, they have their rights deal out right now. Uh, it's almost a certainty that the uh, the uh, NBA Finals and the conference championships will still be on, on television. So it, it's not like cable is going to go away. Uh, uh, but if this goes, if this happens and it's successful enough that Netflix starts to bid on on rights, um, it's uh, down the line five years, uh, six years, seven years. It, it could be really uh, deadly for, for the TV industry. So Peacock has the rights to, like, all of the WWE properties and old events and, and rest, you know, pay-per-view and all that. Will they keep that, or will that all go to Netflix? No, they still keep that. So Netflix, uh, uh, excuse me, Peacock and, and uh, NBC. Actually, it's not Peacock. NBC has, um, uh, what what was the one that was on Fox? Um, the Smackdown, Smackdown, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, so... So they still have the rights to SmackDown that they're going to air, and they they also have the rights to uh, WWE Network. So all of the uh, WWE library and and uh, and th- those kind of matches, those are still on Peacock. That's not part of this deal. Uh, when that deal with Peacock ends, this could uh, you know th- th- it could be something that Netflix wants. Um, but this is also interesting too because Netflix, th- I mean, this is the first time they've gone after live sports because they've done things like. Drive to Survive, you know, the, the yep. documentary series they do around uh, F1. Uh, they have the quarterbacks uh, series that they do around the NFL. They said they're going to do one with the NBA, too. So that that used to be their – and still is their strategy around sports. This is the first time that they're that they're actually paying a rights fee to get this. So it is significant. Yeah, those documentaries around golf and uh, tennis. I mean, they, they've done some really cool stuff in that regard. I guess the – if let's say this all goes well for Netflix, John, right? Meaning whatever their metrics are, because the other part, well, it's it's a twofold question. Whatever their metrics happen to be, let's say this goes well. What would the next phase be? I know you kind of hinted at it, but I'd love for you to break that down. And second, they're very mysterious and have been about viewership and ratings and numbers. It's like this very cloudy thing where they just decided something's a success or not by it gets more seasons. Would they have to be more accountable in this regard for for viewership numbers? That is the that is the great question. That is the biggest story, one of the biggest stories that I'm going to be following over the next several years. The um, the digital streaming companies don't care about viewership so much as they care about um, uh, almost marketing. Like, mm-hmm. is it is it a show that people think well of and and want to stay a subscriber to, um, as opposed to a show that they dislike? So the actual actual numbers. Don't seem to matter as much to the, uh, the, the to these streaming companies, which is exactly the opposite to how leagues have dealt with um, uh, the, the TV companies. So, for example, um, uh, let's let's just use uh, 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 baseball, I guess, as an example. They know to the to the quarter hour exactly how many people on Fox, Turner, and ESPN 
are watching them. The baseball deal with Apple, they have no idea. They, 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 it, it, and, and Apple actually can break down even more uh, completely what the numbers are, but the, but they don't share them. And, and so the, uh, the, the leagues will either have to learn how to move forward without getting that kind of specific information, or the streaming companies will have to uh, start to give out that information in order to get more advertising. Uh, I don't know how that's going to uh, how that's going to shake out because these are very very big companies and the leverage is with the, the, these digital companies, not with the uh, the sports leagues. John O'Ren on Grant and Danny, how did the Peacock NFL game go? Was it a success for the league, the app, either of them? Like, what was the reaction to that? Uh, I have bad news for everybody that hates the idea of, uh, of an exclusive streaming game on Peacock. The, the NFL loved it. NBC loved it. Uh, we're going to see it happen a lot. Um, I don't know. If Is that just based on like people who bought the app like me who were suckers? Or like what is that based on? That's, uh, that, that's, that's exactly based on that. NBC wanted to get more people in to watch that game. Uh, I don't know about you specifically, but what they say is people like you, uh, they, they downloaded the app or they subscribed to the app, watched the game, and then uh, uh, watched a, a couple of other shows or different shows that are on the app. I'm currently watching you, Yellowstone. I'm four episodes in. There you go. You, you are the sucker then because, because, because that, that's exactly what happens. And now you're going to be uh, watching the app a little bit more often and, and, and I'll be a returning customer to Peacock. Whereas if it weren't for that game, you wouldn't have been. So uh, uh, there are a lot more of you that are out there, and it was a huge success for Peacock and for NBC. John Oren with us here on G&D. Can I apologize to everyone, Danny? Why? Oh, I, I ruined everything. Oh, well, it was great. I John mean, already I, called you a sucker. I had a great time. I don't think I, don't think <laughs> I was what? alone. I did, call, I did call you a sucker. I apologize for that. <laughs> no, I'm a I am a sucker. Show. I should never have done that. <laughs> Listen, John, I knew when I signed up. Yeah. Well, I knew as soon they as got they, were, you. they yeah. had me right where they wanted me. If they put a different game on a different app every single week next year, I'll have all the apps. I, <laughs> this is a drug, and I can't help myself. I need If there's a game on, I will be watching it. This is just how no. I operate. So, John, here's what I want to get to. My, I'm. This is one of those things that I know I care about. And I, maybe, maybe you do. And very few people do in general. I am so... Like hard line, line in the sand, whatever, and I'm not gonna be able to do anything about it. I just will, will pout a lot. But against teams running their own broadcast, I think it's. I think nothing is good about it. I think it should stop. People should be more upset about it than they are. But they just kind of shrug their shoulders and they go, "I want to tune into the game at seven o'clock on a Wednesday or watch my team on on Saturday night, whatever." They don't care. Are the streaming platforms gonna save me from you know the sports version of state controlled media? I I don't know. Um, I, I th- there's a possibility. Again, it all has to do with with leverage and whether or not. Uh, so, uh, uh, what you're talking about is Amazon uh, 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 took a stake in di- uh, the bankrupt Diamond Sports, and so it's going to control the streams for a number of teams that, that are out there. Uh, Amazon has all the leverage in in this situation. Is getting some sort of uh, independent. Uh, independently produced uh, telecast, something that it cares about or not. I'm going to suggest it's not that, that having covered the business of sports, that's something that people that don't really care about when, when they're writing the checks for that. But it is something that the, the fans do care about and until there's more of a hue and cry uh, about watching, you know, sort of the Pravda of, uh, 
uh, of you know local lo- local sports. I'm not sure that it, I I would be surprised if they made any kind of significant changes on that. All right, John. This was last week, so you got to dust up, uh, dust off. You know some of uh, having left this in the cobwebs ten stories ago. I'm sure that you've written, but <laughs> I've been busy. ESPN and NFL Network. That the news that ESPN is going to have a say and. It's not quite a merger, but what is that, and should I care about it? Uh, I don't think you should care about it. Uh, I, the the um, it, it, this is sort of who owns and controls some of these uh, some of these networks. If they end up having uh, th- this merger where the the NFL takes a stake in ESPN, you might see more. Uh, you might see some better games on ESPN, or you might see uh, ESPN simulcast more on on ABC. Uh, you, you'll, you'll also see ESPN take control over um, NFL Network, but I wouldn't read into that that they're going to turn NFL Network into sort of a ESPN football. I think it's, they're going to treat it much like uh, they treat the SEC Network or the ACC Network. It's a it's a network that's already up and running with its own uh, with its own distinct people, and I think they're going to keep it like that. So it's, I think for the home viewer, they're not going to really notice much of a change. But for people like me to cover the business of it, this is a, a pretty seismic, uh, potentially seismic deal. How will that correlate to ESPN's kind of new betting venture uh, that they're, they're they're trying to work? Oh God, this is all about the betting venture and getting more people involved with the betting venture. And and uh, and if if you're ESPN and and you have the, uh, and you're making this big, pardon the pun, but this big bet into into the sports gambling uh, marketplace. Who better to get into it than the, the biggest sports league in the country, the the the, the NFL? So ha- having them sort of work together on that is something that that could really uh, jumpstart. I mean, the biggest sports media company with the biggest sports league. That's uh, that, that that would be great for the uh, betting venture. And what did I see you, you were tweeting about here recently with Turner and, and TNT? Is is that just a rebrand, or how, how, what's going on there? Uh, well, uh, so Turner is being run by uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, and so it was. Uh, they're called Warner Brothers Discovery Sports, WBD Sports for short. Nobody knew what that was, and so regardless of whether the game's going to be on TNT, TBS, True TV, Max, or Bleacher Report, it's going to be branded as TNT Sports. So again, it's something that. The viewers might notice it doesn't. It's not really a huge, uh, a big change. But if you cover the the business of sports media, it's a, a, another sort of a, a pretty interesting story. Whatever happened to that Orioles selling to somebody thing? Where did that go? Remember that story? Yeah, the the, the uh, that, that's uh, how old is that story? That story pops up every couple of every couple of years. It got really big a couple of months ago. I think that they're still trying to do it. There's, there's, uh, because of tax implications. I think uh, uh, the, uh, Peter Angelos, who who is uh, gravely sick, has to die first, and so they, they have, they're sort of waiting to see what happens there. Uh, whether or not they actually do sell, I, I do know there are a lot of people that have been running around making bids and are interested in, in, in taking it over. And my bet is that within the next five years, they, they will be sold. But it, with the with the Orioles and, and with the, the Angelos family, it's impossible to really accurately predict. Do you think a sale might lead to, like, one of those television networks that, that is good? Uh, yeah. I, are you an Orioles fan? No. I, I'm just, no. I have a vested interest in, like, being able to see all the games and 
having a pregame show and like postgame stuff. And oh, he's a national fan, which means he has to care about the Orioles TV network. Yeah, just because that that whole influence over Masson hasn't hasn't worked out well for most folks. Yeah, but I, I, I will say this: the pre and post is is pretty awful. But the, their their game uh, game production, I think, is actually pretty good on on Masson. Um, it, it is run by the the team, and they did have that that problem last uh, last year where Kevin Brown said something that. Uh, offended uh, John Angelo. Well, it was so, so offensive, John. Remember that he was like, "This was their record last year against the the Rays, and it's better this year." Like they don't play, they don't play well in Tampa Bay. Yeah, lucky exactly. didn't get fired. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. That's actually exactly what you were talking about in the question uh, two, two questions ago. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> uh, John O'Rand here on Grant and Danny. A little off the beaten path, but um, listening to your pod, you guys talk about this quite a bit, and, and the, the specifically, you know, the the idea of like broadcasts and. and you know, who you like, who you don't, whatever. Uh, I think Greg Olson and Kevin Burkhardt are awesome. I don't know how you feel about the A-team at Fox. But we are kind of moving 100 miles an hour toward, presumably, Tom Brady becoming Burkhardt's partner. And I just think it's going to be a huge loss. I think Olson is great. I have a hard time believing Brady, who's never done this before, will be that good right away. Do you have a thought on that? Yeah, I, I, it looks like that's uh, got, uh, almost certain to happen. Uh, I would I would put it at over ninety percent. It will be Burkhart and Brady next year uh, in, in the number one booth. Uh, Greg Olson will either move to the uh, number two booth for Fox, or you know who knows? I, like uh, I, I don't want to uh, wish anybody not to have jobs, but you know Chris Collinsworth has been doing it for a long time. He may decide to step away. Tony Romo may be tired of getting uh, reading Twitter after every, every time he calls a game. Um, Aikman has been doing it for a long time as well. So there are who knows if Herb Street's going to stay at Amazon. So there are plenty of other areas that that uh, Greg Olson can get to to uh, be a number one analyst. And I think he's good enough to be a number one analyst. I totally agree with you. I'm I'm in the bag for that for that uh, for that booth. I think they're really good. John, always great info with this man. Really appreciate the time. Oh, I love coming on, guys. I love talking about this stuff. Thanks for having me. Thank, Thank you, buddy. you so much. Check him out, Puck News. That's John Orand. With us here on Grant and Danny. You know, we talked yesterday and earlier in the show about Mel Kuyper mocking Jaden Daniels, not Drake May, to the Commanders at number two. The 33rd team's first mock draft this week has made a Washington. Uh, gives us an opportunity to get into the draft and the quarterback possibilities. We'll do that next on Grant and Danny. Taking you up to 6.30, Grant and Danny on the fan. little mini overtime tonight, and then eventually Caps Hockey. 8 o'clock puck drop this evening. We've got Toby Altizer hosting what we like to call Tobervert Time. Tober Time round here. Uh, that is coming your way tonight at 6.30. Is he coming in studio, or are we Byron Curran this thing? He's going to be hanging out at home. Doing a little Rex Ryan. Keeping us up to date. Uh, that's too bad. I wanted to see Toby's smile and face. He is my podcast partner for Busting Loose Baseball. Mm -hmm. The lads might have to do a new pod. First one. A in Joey a, Gallo emergency pod? First one in about seven weeks. The Washington Nationals. If you're just joining us, you're not going to believe this. 
This is unbelievable. There's no precedent. Incredible news. Nothing like this has ever happened before. The Nationals signed a Major League Baseball player. Yeah. $5 million. The learners said, we will pay $5 million from our team bank account for a Major League Baseball player. They told Mike Rizzo, yes, you can sign him. And the Nats are signing Joey Gallo and his big, strong, hulking arms to come hit home runs and strike out for the Nats. He's here to this place is lit. Oh, sorry, Charlie. I'm mean, going to cut you off. Here to air condition the right side. If you're on the first baseline, you'll catch a nice breeze here and there. I think previously it's probably gone, hey, would you like to sign this player? And they were like, yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. You think he would sign here? Yeah, we could get him. Now it's going to cost money. Oh, no, then. No. And this time, they were like, okay. They said yes. They said okay. Uh, so I, I've got uh, to tell you a quick little story about Friday night. I'm very happy. I'm very excited. Okay. So I was a little worried. The radio program that you're listening to right now, it's the mm-hmm. Grant and Danny radio show. It's a Darius, Dameron, Ryan, Clary production. The four of us are going out to dinner on Friday night. Dan, Granny. We will be enjoying... A delicious Italian feast at one of the great Italian restaurants in the history of the city. Okay, we are going out. We're going to do a nice, delicious, wonderful meal. Uh, I don't, I don't like getting into the details on this. I'm not big on talking about ratings on the air. This is a nice celebration for the lads. Yeah, it's okay to say after a very successful quarter. So what we do is, when we finish with Jahan Dotson's a number in the ratings, mm-hmm. we like to take the producers out, get them a nice meal. You and I like to high-five and eat some steak, generally. They've decided they want to eat Italian this time around. Perfectly fine. Which is great. You won't get an argument from me. Our wives are going to come. We're going to kind of turn it into a 10-year show dinner a little bit as well, so the wives will come out. It'll be a good time. Ha! Thank you. <laughs> the reason I bring this up is I'm starting a, a weight loss program to try to get back on the good foot. Okay. Love to hear it. Many, many years of being healthy at the time on EMP and dropping all the weight. And then over four years, just eating and doing whatever I want. It's time to start getting back in order a little bit with my health. So what's funny is this program that I'm going to be launching here and getting on. It begins with two days of what they call like carb loading, essentially. (laughs) So it kicks off with like a couple days where they want you to, to basically, as they say, like stock the... I would say stock the pantry. They stock the cupboard, stock uh, the pantry. Yeah, really, it's 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 stoking the flames. All right, you're you're putting logs on the fire. You're getting your system going. So they want me eating a ton for a couple of days. And is that really true? Dead serious. So I'm talking to the doctor and the nutritionist who runs this program, and it sounds incredible, and I'm liking it, and everything's cool. He's like, now listen. He's like, the first couple of days are going to be a big challenge, and he starts explaining what I'm supposed to do. And it just sounds like the greatest thing in the world, right? But here's what's funny. Okay. Everyone they're explaining this to, uh, uh, so far, I guess, like this is the hardest part. They're like, you have to eat as many calories as you can, and we want you to do this, 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 this. And they're describing What, what like, program is this, by the way? <laughs> it's That's only the first 48 hours. Oh, I see. The first 48. Exactly. And then from that point forward, it's a very, very different program. Oh, no. That's just to get the, the body kind of. In the habit of having to, something to burn. So it'd be like if I'm if I smoke a lot of cigarettes. If I was a smoker, it'd be like okay, seven packs. I don't know if I would use that comp. And then you don't get to smoke 
on Thursday? I don't like, know if it's quite that Something bad. like that? I don't They're know. starting the engines yeah. of let's let's get yeah. our body burning and then right. it's going to keep burning. I right? love it. Long story short. So they're like describing these couple of days to start this program and what I need to do. They're, they're like, like, it's going to be a challenge for exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> and this, this is exactly right. And they're like, so it's going to be hard and, and I don't want you to, you know, eat to, to the point of, you know, you feeling like awful and all this. And I'm like, here's the deal, sir. What you're describing is called Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah. And I'm, not, I'm saying like it was you like. Know. Have more, you heard about Crustables, doctor? More so than I'd like you to know. <laughs> this is just kind of a couple of days of. Yeah. You know, release your inhibition, whatever that song is that's now going viral again because it's in Anyone But You. Uh, who's my girl that sings that Natasha song? Benningfield? Bedding with D's. Benning? Yeah. Benning Road? I think it's Bedding. Betting? Is it Bedding? Benning? Beddingfield. It's Bedding not Benning yes. Road. It's Beddingfield, I think. But anyway, I just thought it was hilarious because they're like, so. You well, need, that's great. So they're like, you need to find two days where you can like eat a lot. Done. And I was like. All right, I can do that. And then we start after that. So they're like, do you want to do it over the weekend? Normally people like to do it over the weekend. There's going to be football games. And I'm like, no, nah, I think I'm going to do it Thursday and Friday. I'm like, okay. Because we have the dinner on Friday night. We got the dinner on Friday. So if I had started my program and now we're going out to this Italian place, that's tough. So I like to think that I'll find a way to do some carb loading on Friday my evening. My guy. I got a teammate. With my pals. That's my teammate. At, uh, that's my carb loader. The delicious Italian restaurant. Here we go. First of all, again, I love that. Thank you. I love that for, on, on multiple fronts, but I'm doing the check part first. I love the idea. They're like, okay, we got we have to, we have to break this to this person. We got to tell them the hard truth. You're going to have to carb load. Right. Like, like you're going to have to go through some well, adversity here. The funny here. thing is like they're coming up with like a, they're like, it's close to this amount of calories and. You might have to do like big meal at right. eleven. No, you might have meal. to eat something like a fried uh, chicken wing kind of thing. And they're like, you, "Trust me, it's going to seem crazy when you see the number." And I'm like, "Oh, so like yesterday?" But <laughs> like, what if I just ate this and you poured it like that? Like yeah, yeah, the, yeah. What like, if I just gave you my normal? I'm not taking anything about my life or you know long term sustainability seriously. With three buffalo chicken dips at Rudy's, <laughs> cough to it. <laughs> That's exactly. a good appetizer. Would that work? Exactly. I love that. I'm happy fair to say. Thank you, Coach. But I'll be there with bells on. My guy. Friday night. I'm right there with you. I, I feel like. Lots of bread. This, this might. This will be my. By the way, Thursday and Friday are my carb loads. This is it, yeah. So this is my one last soiree. I feel like I'm going to try to avoid the judgmental kind of like looks and questions from others. Because I'm going to sort of pretend I'm, like, helping you. You follow me? Like, I, this is for Grant. Like, I, you can't get mad at me for doing this. I, oh, I I'm here you. to – I'm in solidarity with my so guy. So when your wife says, like, Danny, stop. This is ridiculous. Yep. You you go – It's for Grant. Well, it's Grant's fault. He said he needed someone to help motivate him to get as many carbs in his system as possible. You want me to bail on him? I mean, he's going to go months without them. He's got it's like hibernation. You want me to bail on my guy? I've got I got to load up for the long uh, the yeah. winter and spring ahead. But uh, yeah, so anyway, Friday night's going to be fun. We got the reservation. It's set 7 p.m. Everybody's excited. Everybody's ready. In. Darius, Ryan, you guys are good to go. By the way, I, I can tell this part real quick. I it all of a sudden occurred to me yesterday, like, hey, we should probably get a re- reservation. 
because we were initially going to think about going during the week. We couldn't really do it, which is our fault. Everyone was so accommodating to, to deal with the Rudy and well, the crazy schedule. Here's what I consider. Right? First of all, I never even thought about getting a reservation, so kudos to you. Yeah. And second, I didn't realize it was D.C. Restaurant Week. We didn't think of that. I normally come into D.C. for Restaurant Week religiously, go you know three, four nights out of the couple of weeks or whatever. But with kids now, out of practice, we, we go somewhere yeah. close to the house or we don't go. And so I'm, I'm like, hey, we should probably get a reservation. It's a decent-sized party, this this group of uh, the uh, of gents and, and a couple spouses in there. So I go on the old open table, and it's like, you could sit down at 11 p.m. if you wanted to. And it's like, maybe a little late for the Ruiz. I don't know if we could do that. Different night, all booked. I'm going, oh, crap. So I call. My, my, my wife does the thing where she just thinks phone calls fix everything. Like, phone calls are super helpful. I'm, I'm a big believer well, in that. Well, even, even if all the information on the website says no, if you call them, somehow it's magically yes. And I'm like, what should I say when I call? Like, And she finally just does it. Anyway, so we call, and I'm like, what about two separate tables of three people? And maybe we're within eye contact, and we could like rotate among the tables. And they were like, no, please stop asking. We hate you. You're so self-important, and you need attention, and everyone doesn't like you, and that no one's afraid. You know, everyone's afraid to say it to your face. Like she's like really coming at me. I'm happy so, fair to say. Thank you, Coach. So I'm like texting the guys. I'm like, hey, you guys, we might need to pick another place. So now I'm like doing all this research about like other Italian joints that I think are fine or whatever. Well, you actually, so he, uh, Clary was like, try this one, try this one. Yeah. And you're like, nothing, nothing. And so we were, at least for me, when I saw all those at once, I'm like, oh, we're not going to be able to go to dinner on Friday night. And so all I get then. After 30-some minutes of like trying to get a place for us to eat some food, thinking about maybe a different day, maybe we'll push to next week, whatever, I get a text. Grant goes, good for the restaurant, Friday at 7.30. Or whatever, 7. And I'm like, A, that's good. But B, that's so annoying. Like, I literally just tried to do that. Yeah. Through all the different means at my disposal, I think Grant, like... Just kind of asked somebody, and it worked out for him. I got a guy. Yeah. I texted my guy. I said, hey, you know anyone over there? He said, yes. And I said, we're looking for a table for six. And he's like, hang on. And then I got a text a couple minutes later with the reservation. Worked That's out well. absolutely well, ludicrous. The lady, the lady I spoke to, guy. she told me to hold on, too, and then like left me on hold for like seven, eight minutes while she seated people for restaurant week. She wanted nothing to do with your guy. So here's my, my last question about the reservation, then, is and we might have to add a couple. Are we going wedding rules here? Where are, are Darius and Ryan allowed to bring a date? I mean, look, our spouses are coming. Mm-hmm. Do they get a plus one here? Should we have made it for eight? I mean, should should Clary dip into the uh, you know the the Tinder roster, or uh, what do we think? Should should Darius? Uh, I mean, we asked. We said if you guys want to do that, and they're not interested. I don't know, Darius. I think I'm good. I think I'm bring me myself and I and eat a lot of Italian food. Okay, you don't good. You don't want to have to be on for the night. Oh no, I don't want to, have to put on a show for anyone. I just I just I want to eat good that. food. Well, listen, our 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 wives are coming and and they don't really care for us. So sure. you, you need to answer some questions and like follow through and like have conversations and stuff. Ryan, what do you think? You need a plus one. Uh, I just feel like those expectations for the restaurant that we're going to like it's not really. I'm I'm looking more so of like a dive bar. Take someone on the first, second, third date. Not okay. necessarily the best Italian restaurant over in Georgetown. It's true. Mm. I mean, that would be a good restaurant to take someone to. It would be. You'd but, look pretty impressive, I think. But like you, I, it would look very impressive. But then also, we would all just be getting to know each other. Like I don't really know this person all too well. Mm. I see. Point. It also sets an expectation too. Like, uh, oh, boom! This That's is actually a great moment. point. Yes. Mm. And it's That's like fair. like next yeah. Tuesday yeah. when you go get a grilled cheese, it's like not okay. the same. Yeah. <laughs>
he goes back to his his favorite spots in Arlington to wine and dine. This is nice yeah. too. Yeah, I'm more of a cheap pizza kind of well, place. We'll just, we'll just hang. We'll just have a night with the guys. Exactly, guys' night. All right, I like it. And spouse and, 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 and spouses. If you have a spouse, so it's wedding rules. Serious relationships only. Mm-hmm. When we got married, I remember a couple of people reached out to us and they're like, "Hey, I didn't get a plus one." And I'm like, "That's right, you yeah, didn't. You've been dating that donk for three weeks. That guy ain't gonna be here in a year." Well, you know the yeah. I'm, you, I'm sure he's still here, by the way. Well, you know my story. No chance. If, the, you, if this is serious, I got no problem. I, I want you to be happy. We love you. Come to the wedding. But it's like that guy. That's the guy you want to bring to the wedding. I'm sure he's gonna be in every picture. Come on. There is a girl. I don't know her name. I do know that she was the guy that my brother-in-law's buddy was, like, kind of hooking up with. She's in every photo. She made, like, 77 photos in the album. Like, <laughs> she didn't get a plus one, Everywhere. but she just came anyway. He's like, text her, yeah, come she on. She crashed? No, well, he's told her to come on by. But she still crashed. I suppose. it's. I mean, it's on him more than it is on her. I'm not upset with anybody, yeah. Yeah. We, like I, We're That's like, unreal. no, you don't have a plus one. The people that have plus ones, they're both on the invitation. It is a little bit awkward, though, when... Like, you take a picture, and then someone's like, can you take one of the rest of us? And everyone knows why. Yeah. It's like yeah, the, the one person who's not either married yeah. or in the Everyone out. Not you, number two. Not you, mini me. You know, like, it's that one. It's like, oh, so you mean just, just me. <laughs> just me. I see what you think about this. Uh, Grant and Danny on the fan couple of dueling mock drafts to come your way next. Plus, got an audio vault I'm putting together for you at 6 o'clock tonight on the fan. Got an audio vault coming your way in 12 minutes at 6 o'clock. I have scoured the interwebs from the best audio of the last week, week and a half or so. Uh, Some pretty entertaining, fun stuff we have found for you. We'll play that coming up at the top of the hour. Welcome back, Grant and Danny on the fan. Yesterday, Mel Kuyper, number two, had the Commanders taking Jaden Daniels. Today, it was the 33rd team with them taking Drake May. I actually thought it was a really good point that Dane Brugler made earlier today our guest from The Athletic, Mm -hmm. where he said, listen, guys, it's super early in this process. A lot of times, and I'm paraphrasing here, but his point was these mock drafts are, this is a possibility. Like, this is something that could happen. And obviously, it could be that they fall in love with Jaden Daniels. It's not necessarily on this, the 23rd day of January, when the draft is months away, that Mel Kuyper is saying that the he is predicting that they take Jaden Daniels, and that's definitive like the end-all be-all for him it's so early in the process I think you're just kind of floating something out there trial balloon style seeing what's said not only from people but maybe from folks in the NFL as well and it's also subject to you know all the information and wills and whims of people with agendas right agents of players uh agents of of incumbent starters at, at various teams uh, you know, general managers, scouts, assistant coaches, all that kind of stuff. Everybody's got a you know sort of something to gain or lose as part of this process. So you're hoping against hope that you know the one guy that you hope falls to you at number eight, nobody else likes him. So maybe there's some stuff that leaks out about him. I mean, it is silly season for a reason, right? So these mock drafts are based on not only evaluation, all the data points we've got now, but there's more data to come. Plus, again, all the agendas of the teams involved. This isn't happening in a vacuum. It's just not just a player ranking. It's lining up where this player is currently ranked versus where he might be ranked versus who needs what. 
We're about 90 days away from the NFL draft, a little more. We are only now about four days away from Championship Sunday in the NFL. 3 o'clock and 6.30, the windows for games locally this weekend. The early game is your AFC title game between the Chiefs and the Ravens, and they're going to put the Lions and the 49ers in the later window. I think you had to do that because San Francisco uh, is playing, although I guess with a matinee it wouldn't have mattered. But what do you make of, of the decision there? Is it as easy as East Coast, West Coast, where the games are being played? So it would have been a noon start on the West Coast, which isn't very fair to the players, to San Francisco, to the fans. I think that's probably the priority. Do they think maybe that the TV numbers will be better with the Detroit dominant football market that they have for the Lions and San Francisco? I'm guessing it's just based on the coasts and not much more. That was my thought, because the more marquee of the matchups with with respect to Detroit and San Fran is Pat Mahomes on the road against the current MVP, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Listen to the difference. How do we market this sport? TV show about quarterbacks, right? It's through the lens of QB. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, a combined after this season... Four MVPs? To the or, four or five, right? Uh, I don't... Th- yeah. And on the NFC side of things, Lions 49ers, Jared Goff, Brock Purdy. It, it, not quite the same. No. And listen, nothing wrong with those last two quarterbacks you just mentioned, right? They're both very good. They're in, in the final four. But again, the marquee thing is the unslayable dragon that is Kansas City, right? That, that you know, you, just, you can't stake that, stake the heart. They're always coming back. No matter what happens, different iteration, it's it's Mahomes, it's Reed, it's one more AFC title game, which they go to every single year, and then kind of the upstart, the best team in the league here with, with, the, with the Ravens. That's absolutely the more marquee matchup of the two. It's got to be about geography. I hope Ryan just recorded you saying Jared Goff's a very good quarterback. That's not what I said. You did? No, you I said didn't. they're both very good? It's exactly what you said. I mean, they're better than me. They're in the NFL. Sure, but I'm just telling you what you said. You said, you said they're both very good. It's just funny because uh, earlier today, mm-hmm. when we were supposed to be prepping for our show, I don't think we ever prepped less for a show, maybe, like formally in a meeting before the show than we did today. It was just an argument. Because from 1.15 until 1.59, the four of us just yelled at each other about Jared Goff. Ryan ranked him the eighth best quarterback in the NFL which I thought was utterly outrageous. I had him 13th, Darius had him 16th, and Danny had him 39th. No, it's not. I had him 8th also in the NFC North. <laughs> right, exactly. You actually, stick aside. When, I did, we did the math. He was when 21st. When you went through all your rankings, you had him 21st. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I think that, that's rough. It's slightly probably crazier than what Ryan had him. Ryan had him above guys like Trevor Lawrence and Jalen Hurts and Kirk Cousins and all, all kinds of passers. Who have Dak Prescott, had, like good quarterbacks uh, yeah, and Dak stuff. Prescott, yeah. Guys who have had, like what Goff's done the last two years under the, the hottest OC candidate in the league. You know, they've done that for every single year, pretty much, some of these guys. And he had them behind them. But that was our entire pre-show meeting today, was just arguing about Jared Goff and where he stands in the NFC. The Audio Vault's next on GND. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.